Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And I'm your host, Irv Risch. And today we come to the subject, my favorite subject, to be honest with you, and that is the cross. The cross of Christ. Yes, that is my favorite subject. And uh, with that said, uh, let's just get into our study. Well, studying the truth is hard work, right? Although spiritual hunger and need are primary primary, uh, requirements uh, for light and understanding, this is essential for us. The Holy Spirit does not uh, release the treasure of the word quickly or easily. Deep calleth unto deep, Psalms 42, 7. We have to be prepared, and even then there is much time and digging and prayer and meditation and yearning and experience involved, all these things. True spiritual reality comes in no other way, but praise the Lord, it does come in this way. You know, understanding and appropriating The facts of the cross provides to be one of the most difficult and trying of all phases of the growth of a believer. In our Lord holds his most vital and best thing in store for those who mean business, for those who really hunger and thirst for his very best, as it is in our Lord Jesus. The believer understands and a believer's understanding, actually, of these two aspects of Calvary give the key to both spiritual growth and life-giving service. You know, Calvary is the secret of all. It is what he did there that counts, and what he did becomes a force in the life of a Christian uh, when it is appropriated by faith. It has to be applied. And it, it's applied by faith. This is the starting point from which all godly living must take its rise. We shall never know the experience of Christ's victory in our lives until we are prepared to count, to reckon upon his victory at the cross as the secret to our personal victory today. That's where it all lies, my friend. There is no victory for us which was not first his. What we are to experience, he purchased, and what he purchased for us, we ought to experience. You know, the beginning of the life of holiness in the faith in the crucified Savior, which sees more than the substitutionary work, it is a faith which sees myself identified with Christ in his death and resurrection. You know, actually, our Father has uh, trained every one of us for a clear-cut, expedient faith in the second aspect of Calvary, our, uh, our individual identification with the Lord Jesus in his death to sin and raising into the resurrected ground. This training taught us thoroughly 
in the first round, believing and appropriating the finished work of his dying for our justification. Now we are asked to identify, uh, to believe and appropriate the further aspect, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, Romans 6, 6. Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God, verse 11. You know, our intelligent faith, standing in the fact of Calvary, given the Holy Spirit's freedom to bring the finished works into our daily lives, we stood on the fact of his dying for our sins. And this act of faith allows the Holy Spirit to give us our freedom from the penalty of sin, justification. Now, once we come to see uh, the fact that the further aspect, we are urged in the word to stand on the the liberating truth of our dying with Christ in his death to sin, which allows the Holy Spirit to bring into our lives freedom from its power, the enslavement of sin, progressively sanctifying uh, truths. And it, and of course, when we stand with him in glory, we will forever uh, be free from the presence of sin entirely sanctified and glorified. Someday that'll happen. As our substitute, he went to the cross alone without us to pay the penalty for our sins as a uh, uh, representative. He took us with him to the cross and there in the sight of God, we all uh, died together with Christ. We may be forgiven because of his death in our stead we may be delivered because we died with him. You know, God's way of delivering for us uh, a race of hopeless incurables is to put us away in the cross of his son and then to make a new beginning by recreating us in union with him, the risen living one. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 17. It is the Holy Spirit who will make these great facts real and true in our experience as we cooperate with him. And so the pledge of our hearts will be stayed on. We shall be transformed into the likeness of Christ. Well, Through the crucifixion of the old man with Christ, the believer has been made dead to sin. He has been completely freed from sin's power. He has been taken beyond sin's grasp. The claims of the sin upon him have been nullified. This is the flawless provision of God's grace. But this accomplished fact can only can only become an actual reality in the believer's experience as faith lays hold upon it. 
and enables him moment by moment, day by day, through temptations, assail him to reckon it true. As he reckons, the Holy Spirit makes real as the continuance to reckon the Holy Spirit continues to make real. Sin needs uh, have no more power over the believer than he grants it through unbelief. If he is alive unto sin, he will be due largely to the fact that he has failed to reckon himself dead to sin. Ruth Paxton. Okay. The Reformation brought into focus once again the emphasis upon spiritual birth, without which there can be no beginning. What is lacking amongst believers today, this day, is the power uh, of the emphasis on growth. Not just to be saved and heaven by and by, What sort of salvation would we have if our Father simply saved us from the penalty of sin and then left us in our own to deal with the power of sin in our Christian life and walk? But most believers, really, most believers feel this is about as far as he went and are struggling to get on the best that can with his help and this is uh and this is the galatians error so uh prominent even now throughout born again circles we must be brought back to the two basic two basic free from the penalty of sin by the finished works and freed from the power of sin by his finished work Justified by faith, Galatians 3.24. We walk by faith in 2 Corinthians 5.7. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, Colossians 2.6. We are not left to deal with the old life ourselves. It has been dealt with by Christ on the cross. That's why it's so important, the cross, my favorite subject. This is the fact which must be known, since on that fact is built the New Testament principles and the doctrines of holiness. In other words, Calvary is as much the foundation of sanctification as of justification. Both uh, gifts spring from the same work and are two aspects of the same salvation. Well, Now, as long as the believer does not know this dual aspect of his salvation, the best he can do is seek to handle his sins via confession. 1 John 1.9 That is after the damage has been done. This takes care of the penalty of of the producing, but what is the source? It is not time. We allow the Holy Spirit to get at the source and cut off this stream of sin before they are committed. Is this not in 
infinitely better than the wreckage caused by sin. Even though confession, when believers get sick and try and tired of spending years and years in the spiritual swirling cage, sinning, confessing, but then sinning again, they will be ready for God's answer to the source of sin, which is death to self, brought from, forth from the complete work of the cross. Well, when God's light first shines into the heart, our one cry is for forgiveness, where we realize that we have committed sin before him. But once we have known forgiveness of sin, we make a new discovery the discovery of sin, and we realize that we have a nature, a natural nature, that is, of sinning. There is an awful inward inclination to sin. There is the power within that draws us to sin. And when that power breaks out, we commit sin. We may seek and receive forgiveness, but then we sin again, and that life goes on in the uh, vicious circle, sinning and being forgiven. But the sinning, again, we appreciate God's forgiveness, but we want something more than that. We want deliverance. We need forgiveness for what we have done, but we need deliverance from what we are. Think about that. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say that again. We need forgiveness for what we have done, but we need deliverance from what we are. And what are we? We're a fallen race in Adam, a sinful flesh, and we need deliverance from that. You know, our reckoning on the finished work of the death, the sin, and Christ at Calvary is God's one way of deliverance. There's no other way, because that is the way uh, he did it. We learn not to add to the finished work in the matter of justification, and now we must learn not to add to the finished work of emancipation, to be uh, emancipated. We will be free when we enter his uh prepared freedom. There is no other way. You know, the believer can never overcome the old man, even by the power of the new, apart from the death of Christ. And therefore, the death of Christ unto sin is indispensable. And unless the cross is made the basis upon which he comes, the old man, uh, he only uh, drops into another form of morality. In other words, he is seeking by self, self-effort that is, to overcome self. And this struggle is a hopeless one. Unger, C. Unger uh, said that. Now, uh, Rainford said this, refusing to stop short of God's ultimate for freedom. 
It is not to be mere passing impression of the mind when we are undisturbed by the activities and temptations. No mere happy frame of spirit when under temporary refreshing from the presence of the Lord. No self-flattering consciousness of the heart exercised in good work. From none of these is the believer to infer his practical mastery over sin, but on the grounds of Christ's death unto sin, and he liveth unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, in closing this session on the cross, I must recognize that the enemy within the camp, the flesh, the old nature, the old self, whatever you want to call it, the I, the old Adam, is uh, absurded. By faith, it must be reckoned him to be in the place that God put him, crucified with Christ. I must realize that now my life is hid with Christ in God, that he is my life. Uh, you know, and it's a beautiful way to end our our uh, lesson today on the cross. Just looking to the cross, not only for our uh, redemption, but for our deliverance as well. Well, with that said, let's just end our podcast like we always do. God is out here. You can find him in your Bible. Well, God bless. See you later. Bye now.